Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. It's my favourite time of the week. It's David Georgeson time from Inside Silk Magazine. Hello, David. Good morning, Jill. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Not so bad, thank you. Sorry, just clearing my throat here as I speak to you. Sorry about that. Oh, listen, don't worry about that. You're <laughs> more than welcome to clear your throat on my programme anytime <laughs> you like. I missed you last week, Super. I have to say. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was all a bit much, wasn't it? Uh, lots of busy things going on in preparation for Christmas here. So our Christmas is technically over now, 2nd of December. It actually finished on the 1st of December, funnily enough. And and yeah, we, we have sent all of our Christmas stuff away now. And the issue, just a quick early advert, right until the beginning, not the end, is uh, it might be out in some parts of the UK tomorrow. And I'm not entirely sure where those parts of the UK will be. So if you can't find it in your shops, I'm really sorry but yes it will be out on the shelves from tomorrow oh that's brilliant i can hardly wait honestly because even though i can't see it i just get people to read it to me um and i love the pictures and i love you know just everything all the gossip it's just brilliant it is of course and um you know you can look at the website as well we'll give you the web details a little bit later on but uh, in the meantime soap 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 soaps they've been great this week as they always are they've been so good for so long david now haven't they they really have, and they're coming into Christmas now, so I'm going to be really careful what I, th- I tell you and what, what and the things I say, because I've seen what's going on at Christmas now, and I've seen all the, the all the bits and pieces that are falling into place. And as I keep saying every single week to everyone else who asks me about it, this is the time, especially now beginning of December, this is the time when you need to keep an eye on all the different plots, because they'll all be kind of coming together, and they, you do love things to explode at Christmas, don't you, in all the soaps. So you've really got to keep an eye on everything that's going on and pay attention, because they're they're laying down the groundwork now for things that are going to be happening towards you know 24th 25th of december of the new year and so on so yeah really do keep an eye on everything because it's the big soap time now the big winter soap time are you bribable no come on david come on he says he says (laughs) having said that having said that little insight into the inside soap office here someone brought in some sweets from scotland and a big bag of fudge and also a big bag of tablet as well Mm. so i haven't touched i haven't touched either that's how unbribable i am oh my goodness why well size my stomach frankly but yeah stop it it. we've seen very handsome pictures of you uh so get tucked into the tablet Well, listen, I haven't lost my Christmas bum from last year, so um, I'm adding to it this year. Anyway, listen, let's talk about Emmerdale. Now, Emmerdale is just so incredibly brilliant at the moment. Now, there's a few things I want to talk about with Emmerdale. We'll start off with this kind of, uh, it's it's such a shame, actually, because Bernice, Nicola and Jimmy, they're all going through it at the moment. Bernice seems to have been, you know, falling in love with Jimmy for the last few weeks. Jimmy just wants a good night's kit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Jimmy just wants a good night's sleep. Um, he's been embroiled in this thing that now makes it look like he's been having an affair with his wife's sister. Nicola came to the hotel. She found Bernice in the wardrobe. It's just a mess. And actually, it's a shame because there's nothing going on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, really, do you want anything to be going on with Jimmy, really? So, yeah, it's it's, it's all a bit of a mess indeed. And uh, but I do feel slightly sorry for Jimmy and all this, but he does lead himself into these ridiculous situations. Tonight, tune in, there's going to be a big showdown between Nicola and Jimmy. And it looks like, as I keep saying, as I've literally just said, 
keep your eye on Christmas because these are the things, these are the times when relationships get fractured and these are the times when people are under pressure. And, you know, we, we, we've seen, you know, right back in EastEnders in 1986, we've seen Den and Angie get divorced. That was the divorce on Christmas Day. Christmas divorces happen. <laughs> you know, and we're all being, fr- quite frankly, by the end of Christmas Day, I think we're, half of us are feeling like that anyway in real life. But yes, so do keep an eye on this. I'm not saying this might happen to them, but I've got a feeling that their relationship is going to be put under real pressure. They've had, we are, we are laughing about this. We're saying, you know, Jimmy trying to get a nice, decent night's sleep in a hotel. It's all a bit daft with Benice and what have you. But they have been under real pressure this year. Obviously, Nicola's accident in, in the explosion that uh, Brakesh caused and then uh, the, the pressure that she felt when she got close to Dan. And it was just, oh, it's all a bit too much. So, yeah, it's, I've got a feeling that it's going to get a bit darker for those two before it gets brighter. Oh, it sounds like it. Um, Things are brightening up for Lawrence, though. He's asked Ronnie to move in with him. Now, Ronnie was uh, about to head off to Inverness, and um, it's looking like he's staying now. Lawrence has declared his love for Ronnie at last. I mean, we did see Ronnie saying, you know, you're 30 years too late, but Lawrence has won him over, and he's moving into the big house. I mean, it's it's a very nice house, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't blame him for that, really. I mean, it's a very pleasant house indeed. You know, wouldn't mind living there. Christmas, all done up with the decorations. It'd be quite lovely there. Open fires and all the rest of it. I can't really blame Ronnie for doing that. At the same time, though, I mean, Lauren seems to have this revolving closet door, doesn't he? And sometimes he's out, sometimes he's in. And we we don't know whether he's coming or going sometimes. So it's just, yeah, I wouldn't think that uh, Ronnie and Lawrence are in any way settled <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. And, you know, we've already seen Lawrence get married to Bernice and then, all, all the all the rest of the mess and obviously those two daughters he's got now i mean they're fighting like cat and dog between them and yeah i i don't think this is going to be a smooth relationship in any way i don't think so either i really really don't and um, listen there seems to be a very strange relationship developing between moira and oh, what's her name james's wife emma emma why do I always, I always want to call her Debbie. Do you remember Damon and Debbie from Brookside? Yes, I do. I yes, want of course. To call her yes, Debbie. That's where she started off, Julie yes. Carney. That's where she started off, yes. Well, it, 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 yes, this this weird relationship, but she really is dead set on, on keeping Kane and Moira apart. Is this going to yeah, be our next obsession, do you think? Seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a few Christmas things going on actually that you need to hear, you need to watch. Uh, there, uh, there's quite a few twists and turns in this now. Emma is obviously in a huge mess anyway with the whole the dual carriage way pileup and and James and everything else. And yeah, I think she's at some point she's going to have told one lie too many, and it's all going to come without wanting to use a pun crashing down around her and uh, um, yeah it looks like people like Moira and Kane are definitely going to be in the firing line there but are they the only people is my big question to you that's my little clue for you there are other people going to get involved oh my goodness I love it when you leave us in a cliffhanger. Um, okay, let's move on to Coronation Street. And, uh, well, it looks like Mary has been very emotional for the last week. And uh, it looks like she's found a lump in her breast. This is this is, oh, this is is a sad storyline. I'm really hoping that, um, you know, it's more to highlight the fact that, you know, women should get themselves checked out or anybody should get themselves checked out if they find a lump anywhere. But um, I'm kind of hoping that it is a benign lump. 
Yes, of course, we all our fingers crossed yeah, that Mary's okay. One of the one of the loveliest characters in Coronation Street. Of course, not sure many of us would want to live near her, but it's nice to see her through the screen on TV. And uh, yeah, she's absolutely brilliant, of course. And uh, yeah, we really do feel for her. Um, I can't say too much at the moment. So this uh, I mean, I'm hinting in the direction of the rest of this month, of course. And uh, I think Mary's going to have quite a busy month with lots of different things going on. So yeah, she's uh, I, hopefully she's got the support of everyone around her and, and you know she's got a really good friend in erica and dev of course and yeah the um, norris obviously could not to getting him and we've got to really kind of make sure that uh that uh, she's looked after because yeah she's going to need some support i think oh very much so very much so now this week we also saw uh aiden come across Kaz. Now, uh, he was, I don't know what he was doing at the factory. I kind of missed out on that one. He was at some factory somewhere pretending to be health and safety and uh, showing his gym card as his health and safety card. But uh, he did come across Kaz. So Kaz, we know, is alive and well and using Maria's (laughs) name um, and using her identity. She's bonkers, isn't she? Absolutely bonkers. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think you know we, any of us genuinely believe Kaz was Kaz was dead and that Maria had killed her. Really, did we? So, yeah, I don't think it was, anyone was too shocked to find Kaz alive and well, as well as someone who is going around pretending that someone has murdered her and and using that person's name can be. But yeah, it's a bit of a mess, and uh, hopefully Maria can get this mess sorted out sooner rather than later. But yeah, Aiden is on the case. But what will this mean for Aiden and Maria if everything goes according to plan and Maria is saved? That is the big question. Oh, poor Eva. That's all I'm thinking right now. Poor Eva. Poor gullible, trusting Eva that just seems to be throwing her boyfriend in the direction of Maria to offer as much help and support as she can. But, you know, she just doesn't seem to have a clue what's going on emotionally there. Clueless Eva. <laughs> well, she's she's quite out of single. So, you know, well, she has indeed. Yeah, and I was in Manchester the other day and, uh, and she's plastered all over the billboards there with her album called Rise as well. So, Capitalism Rise, have a look out for that. But uh, the thing about e- poor Eve as well, of course, is what we found out now is that Toya is coming back to Coronation Street. Toya obviously left about 12 years ago now 13 years ago even and and as is uh leanne's half sister um first moved onto the street with les and uh, uh and janice and now obviously uh, leanne since tori's been away leanne has realized she's got another half sister in eva so eva and leanne obviously fought like cat and dog right at the start but now best of friends but now toy is back as well so uh, so leanne has got two sisters on the streets by the end of this year and it's going to be quite interesting to see if there's any conflict between toy and eva don't you think it's a bit strange that you know eva's been on the street for what 13 years toy has been what in, in somewhere like birmingham i mean it's not that far away you would think that at some point over the last 12 13 years that leanne might have introduced them well, you would think, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, Toya has, has been very close by in Liverpool. So, yes, it's, it's really not that far from Manchester at all. But having said that, uh, uh, David Platt's dad, Martin, lives in Liverpool as well. And has never set a foot back up that street either. So with all the things that have happened to both of them on that street, I can't really blame them either. 
Yes, exactly. Okay, EastEnders. Well, what we I, I actually just before we move on to uh, to EastEnders, we must also say as well commiseration. Well, uh, condolences to East uh, to Coronation Street, of course. Uh, they've lost Andrew Sachs. Andrew of Sachs, course. of course, who was Manuel in Forty Towers, uh, played Norris's brother Ramsey a couple of years ago, and it's all very very sad indeed. And uh, according to news reports, Andrew died of uh, well of, of complications from vascular dementia, which is of course the story that. Emmerdale is doing with Ashley at the moment so you know it's a very stark reminder of some of the good stuff that soap uh, can storylines can do as well and uh, and obviously Emmerdale is going to be doing that very special episode with Ashley coming up in the next couple of weeks where we get to see things from Ashley's point of view as he lives with vascular dementia so yeah very condolences to Andrew Sachs's family and uh, yeah it's just a timely reminder of uh, of the of the seriousness of some of these stories that we see in soaps as well. It's just been a hideous year for for, for so many people this year in terms of, of losing people. It really has. Uh, it, yeah. and, and, you know, I was actually quite surprised to hear that he was actually 86 years old. I still saw him in my head. You know, time is suspended a little bit for yeah. me uh, for the last 20 years because I see everything as it was 20 years ago. But in another way, I see him way back in the, was it the 80s, Faulty Towers? Um, 70s, 70, yeah. Was it the 70s, really? Mm. Um, when, when, you know, he was just a young man and that's the way I've always seen him in my head so it's really really sad news it really is but uh, what what an amazing actor and what a, a legacy he's left behind absolutely yeah so I think I think Coronation Street was one of his last roles as well so yeah a nice way to to remember him as well very much so okay EastEnders 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 now there's a few storylines going on, big storylines at the moment. I'm not even going to mention the rubbish storyline because that's that's getting a bit rubbish for me. Um, but <laughs> what I do want to talk about is the fact that last night, Bex and, uh, oh, what's her boyfriend's name again? Sh- Sh- Shaki. Shaki are sending each other nudie text messages. Not a good idea. No, not a good idea at all. And obviously, they've got to be very, very careful as well, because as far as I know, off the top of my head, as the law stands, and I think it applies in Scotland as well as uh, uh, England and Wales, is uh, that uh, anyone sending uh, new text who is underage uh, is, is, is technically breaking the law, even if the two people sending and receiving them are underage themselves. So they do need to be very, very careful about this as well. That's very and true, not actually. just obviously from a legal side, it's the emotional side as well, because we all know that doing things like this can lead to lots of trouble because you can never truly delete these things either. So I just want to knock their heads together and tell them to stop it immediately very much so and of course I, I just have this horrible horrible feeling that it is all you know they're going to be exposed quite literally uh, mm. in, in the soap but it does bring up quite a, an important storyline because yes you're right um, apparently it is illegal anything under the age of 18 that's being sent is considered child pornography so you, you know they do have to be very very careful and even though they're both 16 and old enough to, to consent to, to sex it's still um, you know considered child pornography so So it's highlighting a really important cause at the moment because we have seen adverts recently on the television that are highlighting this in itself because people are being blackmailed. Uh, We've we've heard of four male suicides um, due to these pictures and and people being shamed and blackmailed. And it, it can be really, truly life destroying. 
It really can, yeah, absolutely. And they're such an impressionable age as well at 16. You know, they're only just getting to grips with themselves as, as young adults. And it's really, really sad. And, you know, I really hope that neither of them are affected too adversely by this. But, of course, we've got the added prospect of Louise being involved as well, of course. She's been that, the third person in that relationship as well. So, yeah, I, do, I really don't think this is a good idea for either Bex or Shaki. And I really hope that someone can stop them from making huge mistakes very much so. Uh, Another big storyline at the moment and one that's close to our hearts here uh, at the radio station uh, is Dot. Now, um, we know that she is going to be kind of going through this sight loss. It did say that, you know, it's going to kind of properly manifest itself. The storyline's going on until about April. Is this right? I'm not entirely sure what they've actually confirmed yet, but this is the way things work, isn't it? You know, especially with older people as well. You might be a bit afraid of what is going on to them or just think it's a a part of ageing. And there are things, as we all know, that can be done about this as well. And Dot really needs to focus on getting the medical treatment that she needs. But of course, we know what Dot's like. Dot likes to shut herself off from the rest of the world when things get too much for her. And yeah, she's really going to struggle, I think, now. And I I hope that she could sort herself out before Christmas, but I'm really not convinced that she can because I think she's so stubborn in herself and in her mind and she wants to be independent that she's going to, I think she's really going to try to suffer in silence and it's not fair and she's got people like Patrick who really want to help her but I don't think it's going to happen. It just highlights the importance of regular eye checks and I do hope that that's what is going to come out of this storyline that that people will uh, take a look at Dot's case because we know that, the you know, I heard a, a, an interview with June Brown on... Uh, arrival radio station um about the fact that that you know she is is losing her sight as well and she sees quite badly out of one eye so you know it's it's a very very frightening prospect and it must be quite difficult for june playing this part as well emotional because she's going through it in in real life as well yeah, this is the thing, and this is sometimes, you know, when, when soaps do kind of clash with real life, and, uh, you know, we've seen this before with people like Sally Dinover in Coronation Street, who whose character Sally was diagnosed with breast cancer, and then she found out in real life she had breast cancer as well, so, yeah, sometimes it can happen, and, uh, you know, June is... June is quite old now. June, I think, I think it's eight, six, eight, seven now. So, you know, she's uh, she's still working. She's still brilliant, of course. But yeah, this is, you know, it's a sharp reminder of, as, as I've just said with Ashley and uh, and his vascular dementia storyline, it's, uh, you know, these are things, you know, we, 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 we all associate soaps with explosions and all drama and all histrionics and all the rest of it, but they really can reflect real life as well. Very much so. A lot of very important issues being covered in all three soaps at the moment. Uh, Just finally with EastEnders, Phil, he's going through the liver transplant. He's given in to uh, his family and to his own kind of morbid thoughts uh, about not kind of feeling that he deserves uh, this liver transplant. Uh, Obviously, we don't know. I mean, is he going to survive? Because, you know, it could take quite a while for him to get a liver. And uh, we found in the soap that uh, one in four people in his case uh, with the level of uh, liver function that he has uh, don't actually survive. So um, it's a frightening time time for for the Mitchell family yeah it really is and it's quite interesting to see Phil and how he is 
kind of coping with this and the decisions that he's making because at one time Philip would, would have been so arrogant that he would have, would have demanded a liver and you know felt it was his, his right to have a liver and now he's looking back and thinking of all the times he spent drunk and taking drugs and all the rest of it and the liver damage that that has done and uh, he did think that he wasn't worthy of a liver and and he went through this this whole process of wondering if he did have a liver transplant would he be able to stay off drink would he be able to stay teetotal for the rest of his life and that is a big question that people have to ask themselves and it's not just people who have to ask themselves that the people who are receiving the liver but also the people who are treating them and the people who care for them as well uh, because obviously you know an organ it's a precious thing that someone will donate to somebody else and, and you know and doctors and, and the health service really do not want to be giving out lib- uh, organs to people who will not look after them properly and uh, just completely understandable but at the same time alcoholism is a disease it is a physical disease and a mental disease and and it's it's, it's something you know you don't really recover from that easily or that quickly and you know the, the alcoholics talk about the fact that you know they're constantly having to battle their own demons and to stay off the drink and this is why they have support groups and all the rest of it and it's it's a lifelong battle to stay drink free and yeah it's it's phil is you know he's got a really really i, mean, I hate to use the word journey because it's a bit of a cliche but it's true he's got a really difficult journey ahead of him no matter what happens within the next few weeks and months and and yet at the end of it he could end up with nothing at all and end up dying we just don't know he's in a real is in a really unknown situation at the moment and it is so sad but i think the the the, i say the good thing it's not really a good thing but it's the fact that he hit the he does realize he he caused this himself it was his own actions that caused this and whether he could have helped it or not it's another matter entirely but he, he has accepted that now which is a good thing he has accepted the fact that he is the one who has to make all the decisions in this and he is the one who has to take control and decide what he wants to do and no matter what other members of his family are saying people like Sharon or Ben or Jay or people like that is he's, he's really got to do what he feels is best for himself and I, I'm glad that he wants to have the transplant it is good I think that is the best decision for him and his family but at the same time he's got you know he's going to be facing a lifelong battle now in order to to try and, and manage this if it does go ahead and if it does happen and from what I've heard about Ronnie and Roxy, who are going to be leaving EastEnders, we all know this, we don't know when, but we know they're both leaving. It doesn't look like the Mitchells are going to have a very calm time of it at all. Oh, my goodness. You know, there's so many. I actually want to do the doof doofs uh, when you finish EastEnders every week. I really do, because you leave us in such a cliffhanger wanting more David Georgenson. There you go. Having said that, there was a bit of there was a bit of controversy this week in EastEnders, obviously, because Roxy, uh, Ronnie, and and Jack want to leave and move out to Essex and uh, just leave the East End of London behind. And Ronnie's getting them permission to do so. And people were were laughing that apparently Ron, Roxy left Ronnie's house at midnight and there was a brass band playing on the street oh, outside. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. People were also saying that there were too many people around for that time of night. Now I can confirm living in London as I do that people don't get off the streets until about 2 a.m. down here, frankly. So it's always busy outside my bedroom window. So I've learned to live with the noise. So I'll, I'll forgive them on that one. But yes, I, I don't see too many brass bands on the street at midnight in the streets of London. I will promise you that. So um, yeah, I, I think that was a step too far for EastEnders. But yes, uh, EastEnders with lots of bins, stories and everything else. It's going through a few changes at the moment. And they, and they announced yesterday at the BBC that Oliver Kent, who is a producer, currently works on Casualty and Horby City is now taking over 
all of the BBC soaps and is going to be monitoring them all. So Casualty Hallby, EastEnders, of course, Doctors, that's on in the afternoon, and River City, which is broadcast in Scotland. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting times. And I think there might be a few changes in our soaps in 2017. It sounds like it. And, you know, Simon Webb from Far... Is it Far? No, Blue? Blue or Blue. Far? Oh, God, they're all the same. Um... Blue, Simon Webb, has uh, just joined the cast of River City up here. So that's going to be an yes. interesting one to watch. And his bandmate, Duncan James, Duncan from Blue, is in Hollyoaks at the moment as well. I know, <laughs> I know. Times are hard, obviously. Listen, David, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. It really has. It's always brilliant. I love it. And uh, very much appreciate your time. If anybody wants to get a copy of this week's Inside Soap magazine, do go out and get it. Uh, remember, the bumper Christmas issue is coming out tomorrow, you say, possibly? Possibly tomorrow, yeah. So if if you this there's week. two issues. So if you look out for or get someone to tell you, it is forty eight of forty nine is the one that's on sale already, and the one that is going out tomorrow is called fifty stroke fifty one, and there is a lot of Christmas stuff on the front of it, so you can't miss it either. Fantastic! And if anybody wants to take a look at your fully accessible website, you can go onto insidesoap.co.uk. Fabulous. David, have a great week and we'll speak to you again soon here on RNIV Connect Radio. Take care. Bye-bye. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.